Hi, welcome to Author. I will be using this space to speak to inspiring creatives about times in life where they have felt like the other. You'll find that the best stories are about coming to a place of power rather than being there already. I'm your host, Georgia Wiki, and I'm excited to share this story with you. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for coming to see me today. Not a problem, not a problem. Glad to be here. Yay! To be your... First male guest. First male guest. I love that. It's a a privilege. Well, I'm happy to be here. Oh, thanks. So would you like to introduce yourself to the people? Hi, listeners. Um, I'm Jermaine, Um, another creative. Um, I'm one half of the Thinking Out Loud podcast that I do with my friend of mine called Ben. Um, what we talk about is mostly bereavement, but it's just a perspective of masculinity and adulthood from our sort of journey and life and how we kind of see things now, especially dealing with the loss of our parents. So it's a new sort of uh, project I'm trying to just be consistent with and, you know, share and also educate others, you know, in terms of grief and just masculinity, because I feel like there's a lot of unspoken things, Mm. you know, that form, like... I would say our community, like especially as a black man, there's not yeah. a lot of things that we can uh, openly talk about. So I want to kind of change that narrative and sort of like be more expressive with it. So that platform is what. Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely achieving that. Um, and I'll tell you why in a sec. But how would you describe your experience being the other? I think for me, um, it's not something I've ever kind of really thought about in depth because I always mm-hmm. felt, felt like I've always been. Um, I've never felt alienated or ostracised in any way amongst like my like circle of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like losing my my dad, even losing my dad, I didn't really feel any different from uh, my other friends. So how old were you? So I lost my dad. Uh, I was twenty. Twenty three. Okay. Twenty three. Yeah, and so at that time when I lost my dad, it was just a thing where you know. I had other friends who had lost, a, a, like, a parent as well, so I didn't mm-hmm. feel any different. Um, but I think it was the turning point was more when I lost my mum in 2015. Mm-hmm. And that's when I kind of felt very, like, different from everyone else because it's like, out of my close friends, mm-hmm. I was only Jermaine that's lost his parents. But the thing is, no one's kind of made me feel different. It's just, it's just like, a, a feeling I had, you know. So I just felt I wasn't... No, I'm I'm different from everyone else, and yeah. I, and, I, and I and I don't like I don't like being sort of what I'd say like being different amongst, especially like I don't mind in in general like in terms of like just the wider world, but in terms of like my close friends, people who I kind of feel comfortable with, I don't want to feel different from them. I want Did to feel people start treating you differently. The thing is, they didn't, but I think there there was a lot of um um. I won't say sympathy, but a lot, a lot of the time, obviously, everyone was like giving, like you know, my condolences, and but I just felt everyone was looking at me very like, like feeling sorry for me. I just had that feeling. Like, and did you feel like people were on edge around you? Like, oh, what is he gonna be alright? Like, is he gonna do anything crazy, or was it just sympathy? Do you know what? Not really. You know, I think everyone kind of thought, um, no one kind of treated me any different in the sense where, oh, let's kind of take extra care of him. Let's you know, let tread on eggshell, or let's not say this or do that. I think everyone kind of made me feel normal. That's good. Which, which I've, I've, like, looking back now, I'm grateful for, because I think that's what you kind of need when you go through something like that. You want to feel... Normal. Yeah, you don't yeah. want everyone treating you any different or just being, 
you know, just wrapping you in cotton wool, just, you know, um, but I, I still kind of felt different because I know I'm the only one, mm. no one else is going through this and I'm the only one that's, and I, and I kind of feel like sometimes when you go through things, it's kind of nice when you know someone else is going through it, you can share with them, but like no one else is going through this. Yeah. I, I actually have a question. I was thinking about it yesterday. Um, so as a, as a man, did you find, and obviously everyone's relationships with their moms and, and dads is very specific and individual to them, but generally, um, did you find losing like your father figure um, a, significantly different to losing your mother figure, like in terms of that whatever they brought into your lives? And I was mm. just quite interested. Um, I, I felt like losing my dad, I didn't really, it, it was hot hard but I, I didn't really feel any different in the sense of because even before he passed away he wasn't really there anyway mm-hmm. not not because like he didn't want to he's just you know he was like ill for a while right and he the family his family had to move him to Nigeria so I didn't really see him the last time I saw him was yeah the, the funeral like wow. so I didn't really feel any different in terms of um oh I've now lost a father figure I've always kind of sort of been a man without him anyway so it's just a, a matter of just continue business as normal got you you know, but whereas my mum was was a bit more, bit more hard hitting because I'm not used to not having my mum around. Yeah. Like, and even though like even when she was like, I was very, I've always been kind of very self sufficient. I'm not like, I was relying on like my mum does my laundry or this and that or does that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. If people, you know, that's fine. Everyone's different, but I've always kind of um, looked after myself anyway. My thing was always like just look after mum rather than her looking after you. But mm. it hit me because it's like that's my mum, and it's like. You know, I'm used to her being around um, and just being there. So it's like, and it was a bit of a surprise. Like, it was not a surprise, but I think I was a, it was very harder than my father because she's always been around. So I've always had a relationship with her. Whereas my dad. Yeah, yeah. What I found quite interesting, I listened to you, I think it was your first episode of Thinking Out Loud. Um, Men Don't Cry, was that the first yeah, one? Mm-hmm. And you spoke about, because you have sisters, right? Yeah. And how when you lost your parents, there was this whole, like, the man has to look up, like, like you, did you feel like you had to look after? Um, or, like, you're the man, the man of the house? If... Yeah, yeah. I think the thing is, I always have that kind of mentality of being a man in the house, because even when, like I said, before my mum passed away, it's always my mum and my sisters in the house, and mm-hmm. I'm the only guy in the house. Mm-hmm. So I've always had that, but I feel like that whole man in the house now, when mm-hmm. my mum died, was more of a thing of being a man for like, my sister. Yeah. So, like, and I think, in my mind, it wasn't, um, I won't say there was a bit of pressure from anyone, but I just felt like, okay, I've got to make sure she's good. I've got to make sure, like, she's okay, but... Is she younger than you? Yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's... Oh, snap. She, she... Don't worry, she's, she's, she's younger than you. Yeah, she's younger than me, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, Sorry, I mean, yeah, she, I think we're about two years apart, so yeah, yeah, we're two, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um... So I kind of felt, okay, I've got to look after her, make sure she's all right. Mm. So I think there was a kind of, had this moment of like kind of forgetting about my my sort of grief mm. and to make sure she's okay. But the problem with that I'm realising realizing now is that that's not going to work because if you can't sort of, um, I would say, handle your affairs and deal with, yeah. then you can't look after anyone else sort of thing. But I, I always say that. I literally always say, I, I'm going to put myself first. I've learned to do this. Mm. Um, and I think especially with my grief from losing my dad, because if I don't put myself first, I'm going to be no good to help yeah, anyone exactly, else. Because exactly. I'm just going to be like half of myself or yeah. just like an anxious mess. So I'd rather have like the right boundaries in place 
and the energy to be able to be there for the people I yeah. love. But the thing is, it's the man thing though. Because for me, I'm not thinking yeah. about, I'm just thinking as the man, yeah. you've got to make sure everyone else is all right. And it's like, that's how I've seen it all. Like, you know, as the man, you've got to just be strong for everyone else. Yeah, the reason I ask about the whole man of the house thing is because I remember it was actually, I think it was on the day of my dad's funeral, actually. And my, my I have a little brother. Mm. Um, and I could hear, like, just in conversation, people talking to him and just saying, like, oh, you're the man of the house. And just over that whole, like, immediate after my dad's death, like, mm. it was just a lot of that. And I just... I mean, I can't imagine that being helpful. Like, so suddenly this like this young boy is now f- being told that he needs to be yeah. the re- like a replacement for his father, someone's mm. dad, someone's husband. Yeah, I just it's not. It's a. I think it's a. It's a culture thing, though. Mm. And the thing is, the like, because with me, people, I had that a lot. Um, oh, you're the oh, you're the man. And the thing, I know that they don't mean it from a like. It's not come from a place of like being patronising or dismissive but I think that's just that's how they're that's conditioned that's what people say and I feel, like, I feel like maybe it's one of those things that just people just people say for the sake of it like oh you're I don't, I don't know because you know you have those like an example of one of those things is I don't know if it actually like ties in but asking people how they are when you see them like you just mm. sort of say it like I remember when my dad died everyone as they like walked into a room or I walked into a room, oh, how are you? And I remember feeling so resentful of that question at the time, like, mm. how the hell, like, do you yeah, think like, I what, am? Yeah, it's like... like but like, then I had um, one of my friends lose someone close to them and her, and her sister walked into the room who was heavily involved in the whole situation. Yeah. And my first reaction I saw was, oh, how are you? And as I said it, I was like, oh, it's just something people say. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I wonder if that's also just something people just say because it's what people have been saying for a long time yeah it's just exactly in... that's what I'm saying it's all conditioning and like I said I don't think they mean it in a in like a bad way but mm-hmm. I think the problem with that is because you know it's deemed or uh, it's, it's the cultural thing you're the man of the house mm-hmm. now but then okay I'm the man of the house but then who's gonna if I'm if I break down then what how can I be the man of the house and it's like there's no kind of I feel like there's no sort of leeway to be emotional if you're the man of the house like you have to just kind of like you know. Why do you think? I mean, I, this is a big question, but why do you think, be, like as a, as a guy, having an emotion is weak or a sign of yeah, a sign of weakness or or not being manly? I think it's just it's just down to like what we've kind of these notions we've been kind of subscribed to, like oh, being a man is when you think of masculinity, it's more synonymous to like strength, leading. But that's providing. what I mean. Like, why do you think? having an emotion or emo- like an, an emotional reaction to something mm. is not a sign of strength. Because the way, the way, how we've grown up, we haven't been, if, for example, like growing up, you kind of know emotion as being part of that whole masculine trait, mm. then there'll be no problem. But the thing is, it's not. So mm. that, that's why we don't, we see it as weakness because if we've been like kind of normalised to it, then no problem, you know, men, men cry. Like, if that's been, been pushed through our brains from like, years ago mm. then people won't have no problem with it because it's not seen I'm not saying it's a feminine thing but it's like and you know I don't want to sort of um, but of course men cry surely. yeah men cry but I feel like when you think of a man you just don't think when you when it comes to emotion like obviously we have emotion anger is an emotion like, like but a man being angry is like it's the norm but a man crying it's like you know we do cry but it's more the thing we might do in secret secret that's really like I, I, I did that a lot when well, obviously, when my mum passed away, 
I just couldn't. I couldn't hold it. I was just yeah. I was just like this because naturally when you hear news like that. So do you feel like you actually hold it? Like say something terrible, like something bad happens that evokes a strong emotion, Mm. and say you're in a public setting. Do you feel the urge to cry, or are you? you, And then you're just holding it in, or is it just something you wait till do? Do you Um, know what I mean? It's something you genuinely suppress. If I'm in, if I'm in, I'll 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 try to suppress. I've I've done that before where I've I'm going through something and. Like I'm just sitting there, but you just don't know. Like I'm just like okay, like I'll, like when everyone's gonna maybe like, then I'll deal with it. Like but right now, I just, just put just, oh, brace That's yourself. Mad. Just just because I'm such um a crier, and if mm. I try and suppress crying, I'll probably just end up not being able to breathe. Because mm. it's just I'm a sucker. Like I I and I, I rarely cry. Like I like for me even before my parents passed away, I can't remember the last time I cried. Wow. And it, like and the thing when I cry, what it's like. What about when you watch films like a sad Lion King? Surely, come on. Okay, I cried. For, have I cried for a film before? Come on. No, do you know what I cried? Oh, what film was it? Um, I've cried for a film before. I can't remember the film, but I've cried. I cried before. But the thing is, when I cry, that's when you know something is really wrong because I barely cry. Oh, okay. Like, I I hardly. So cry. was it? So do you think it was not even about the film? It was about something else, but you, the film just. I think the film was to do with um. It was quite emotional. So someone had died in the film, so yeah, it was quite it was quite emotional. So I think it kind of tied to that. But um, when my when my mom died, like yeah, I, I remember just crying, crying, like and even just the, like in the, public or just in private. No, like in in, in my house. Even like there was a time because when it happened, when we got the news, mm. like a lot of people started coming around, like friends, family. And literally, I just remember a time I just kind of broke down, like just crying. At my, my and how did that feel? Like, were you were you were you embarrassed by it, or were you just like my mum's dead? I'm gonna. In my in my head, I was like, oh, like shit, they've seen it. On. Like, oh, they've seen it, man. <laughs> like they just wore their thing, but I just couldn't hold it in. Like sometimes you just can't hold some things in. Just let it, you just gotta I let it be. I think your mum dying warrants you crying. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Like I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I, I think with anyone, I'm not wrong, but but I just feel like it's the whole back to the whole. And I think it ties in with culture where like, and I don't know if I'm uh, I'm going off on one here, but so but anyway, if I am, pull me pull me back. No, but I, go, I, I go feel like, it. um, it's just whole like black men. Like when you think of a black man, black men are like black black people were well, were strong. Mm-hmm. So mental health, emotional, like we, we don't deal with that. Like, we I know we do, but it's just that whole idea. And sometimes I feel like, okay, I want to be the strong guy. So me mm-hmm. crying, me showing emotion. Like I'm, I'm an expressive person. I'm very expressive, but I just feel like crying is just. This is not for you. Yeah, and and but you know what? Over the years, I'm 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 very expressive now, and I feel like you know what? I can't suppress feelings because it does it does more damage than good. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I this is nothing to do with a man, but I have my own anxieties about um being vulnerable and sharing my emotions with people more from a place of. Well, I suppose. It's kind of a similar concept because I I I don't want to be, I don't want it to be a sign of people seeing my weakness. I, yeah, but yeah. Then, but then at the same time I'm an actual walking talking contradiction because I'm I'm very emotional and there have been times when I've tried to su- like suppress, mm. but it'll come out more wrong then. So I've learned yeah. I'm I'm learning I haven't learned because I'm still on that journey yeah. but learning to let it out when it wants to come out yeah yeah is a lot more helpful than. Pushing it down to try and prove a point or be be a version of yourself that you're not. 
mm. and then I'll, I'll get angry later on or it'll yeah. shout, at, shout at someone because I'm just there with this feeling. Yeah, but I, I think that's one thing I've learned as well because there'll be times, and I think this was like last year, last year was like, I remember um, around the time of my mum's birthday, like, like usually I, I was fine, but on the day, Mm. Like literally, just like I remember, I remember walking, just walking from work, um, and I just just kind of broke down in the street. I was thinking, oh, like, those those like, significant days are the worst because you think you're gonna be all right, but they're just. I'm always on edge on the like, Father's Day mm. on edge, my dad's birthday on edge, day that he died on edge. Yeah. Just I'm always just yeah. Like, I just don't know what's gonna happen to me on that day. Mm, like this, cause it's funny, cause this year, I I was fine. Like uh, her birthday came, I wasn't. I didn't. Like, I was. I was fine. Yeah. And but my my anxiety comes from up like other people. So it's more so like okay, how's my sister gonna feel? Uh, how's my aunt, my mum's sister gonna mm-hmm. feel? And I get anxious like, because like, I get anxious when I can't help people around me. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I'm like, that's that's noble and it's nice. But you have to kind of make sure you're good first. So yeah. it's, it's that. So back to what we're saying, it's that whole thing of like. Being a man, make sure everyone else is good. So put put your feelings aside, mm-hmm. and make sure everyone else is good. So th- that's how I've kind of been conditioned to think. Mm-hmm. Even like now, the way I see it, just general things that as a, as a man, you provide. Make sure your family's safe. As a man, you know you're the one. Like you know, if there's any sort of danger, it's not like you know. And I always say this before. It's not like you know my partner going down to check what's. It's gonna be me. So it's like, like almost like sacrificing yourself. And I always kind of say like. God forbid anything happens to, to to my to my siblings, or, or like I'd rather something happen to me than yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, so. and I don't know if that's that's a good way to think, but it's just how I think. Cause I'm just like no, I'm mm. the same, and I don't I don't know if cause I'm I'm the oldest. Uh, mm. yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent, me rather than them. Yeah, exactly. And are you the oldest? Yeah, so I, I'm yeah I'm I'm the oldest. Yeah, so it's like if anything happen, I don't want anything to happen to my younger sister. No. Because it's like well. And I don't know. It's just I think I think it's it's a culture thing as well, but it's also like a, a masculinity thing. Because mm. in African cultures, like Nigerian cultures, it's like the man. You more is like the man that is the head of the house. Mm. You know, like taking care of things, and again, it's the whole like not kind of showing emotion. Do you feel like so? So like the next generation. So when like you have kids and things like yeah. that, if and when, yeah. um, you would try you it the that ingrained stuff would you try and change it like oh yeah def- definitely do you know see, what I mean? yeah definitely I, I think see i always kind of say this to especially friends like when like would I, you tell your son you can cry it's fine oh yeah definitely like the thing is different what like when i'm blessed enough to have kids it's going to be different it's not going to be oh we don't don't cry because i don't want him to him to kind of grow up feeling like oh i've got suppress this all but now it's, it's normal now because think about it, it's like a couple of years ago men, men and mental health is like you know it's not a thing but now it's like yeah we go through stuff as well we see it all the, we see it all the time like people mm-hmm. like suffering inside I, I don't want any of my kids to have that so i'll tell them yeah be expressive you know i won't be like oh you're not a man if you don't do this you don't do that you know it's more so it's kind of like um i just wish like this all these stereotypes would just like fuck off like what what is being a man surely it's just to be a fucking human like do you know and just mm. be just be but the thing is but the, it's hard the, the problem with that is it's hard to kind of eradicate something that's been around for so long yeah we can, you, we can you try know? let's try because i i can i can say all like all the time oh, men don't men do cry but then it's, it's going to take more than just me saying it 
but it's such it but it's so amazing that you are saying it mm. like, honestly like when i listen like i said before like when i listen to your episode all i could think about was like my little brother because he doesn't yeah. he doesn't talk in the same way yeah um how, how is he um I feel like he's now 18. No, I, he's okay. 18. He's okay, okay. <laughs> you forgot as well. <laughs> and then I was just like, are you 17? No, he's definitely 18 now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like he was 17 at the time or 16. Oh, God, yeah. we're not doing well as older siblings with age or something. <laughs> God, sorry, Jordan. <laughs> um, I've lost my train of thought now. So like, so you, you feel like we should get to a point where like, we just stop this whole like, I won't, I won't say, won't say toxic, it's not toxic. It's it absolutely, you say it's toxic? I, I feel like it's, Definitely toxic. That's my favorite word. Toxic. Do you think it's toxic? Yeah, I, I think with that, I think we can only let us sort of like worry about our own households. For I, I get, I get yeah. it. I get it. But it's but that's how, that, but that is the change, right? If you worry about you and yours, and then everyone starts worrying about themselves, yeah, exactly. Then, 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 of course, yeah. then it's everyone, yeah. right? But but it's gonna be hard, especially when it's always like sort of reinforcing and sort of like perpetuating this in this in everywhere we be, mm. like, and it's like even just like. As men, it's like okay. I'm not saying like there's there's certain things that we go through, uh, and a woman want to send a cent and vice versa. So I'm like, but I feel like as a man, it's just always that's just the thing of it. Just okay, like, and I can only speak for myself here. Like, if you can't provide or if you can't like protect, look after your families, you almost feel like, oh, am I even? Can I even say I'm a man? Like, yeah. You know what I mean, it's, it's, it's these it's these things like that, that, and like that's what I would say. I kind of fear not being able to. Um, like sort of do well, look after like my family and stuff. But I don't know. I think it, I think, I don't know if I'm a bit too hard on myself. But it's just mm. it's just what I think when it, when I think of like being a man. Like I just I don't know. I have to. Yeah, I know I, I can cry. I can be emotional. Um, but my thing is just not is failing. Like yeah, not yeah. And like I said before, like that whole oh you're not a man. It's like when's just yeah it kind of just yeah like like gets to you but mm. it shouldn't it shouldn't because I cause if you're if you're self-assured you shouldn't let anyone or tell you oh you're not a man or it, it's all subjective isn't it like yeah you know i remember what i was gonna say now um yeah so when you, when you like with you guys doing what you're doing i feel like it's so important because it kind of no, it's not necessarily the, the looking after yourself and your family first, but I feel like you're you're, you're spreading such um, a good message to maybe like boys like my brother who are mm. a bit younger who will like look at these two older guys talking and mm. maybe think, all right, so it must be okay on some level then. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I just feel like the more men do talk about their feelings, it, it's it's just I just think it's amazing because I because. Yeah. People just don't. Boys just don't. I, I I don't know. I think it's just that whole um, because I don't know. I might have said too earlier. I think with, with especially with a podcast, like mm. even though like yes, it's I I do I am comfortable to talk about things, but at times I do feel like oh like you know like every, for every sort of thing that I share, I always feel like okay, is this gonna be is this gonna be like you know, am I am I too emotional? I I don't know. Am I too kind of emotional? And it's kind of it's kind of counterproductive. Cause I, I should just be able to express and not feel anything about okay, because I'm expressing this music. Mm. I'm less of a man, or I'm not masculine. But I, I still have those kind of conditioning, like in in that sense where like yeah, you know, like if if more men stop talking. Like, so do you, do you feel more com- comfortable talking about it like on 
up like on your podcast than in real life? Do like, you feel like less of like less of that anxiety around being open if it's on like your platform as opposed to like in in yeah, life? Yeah, the thing is, um, yes and no. In terms of, I can talk about it on the podcast and I feel more comfortable mm-hmm. in person. It just depends who I'm talking to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I think sometimes if I'm just talking to someone where I feel that they might not have that kind of um, like like emotional sort of capacity where they they can see where I'm coming from and it's not like oh, yo, why are you like what what are you talking about mm. so then maybe I might not but I think it just depends who I'm talking to like and I and I think that's where like with the podcast it was more of a thing of actually like because I I had the idea like five years ago mm. but I just didn't feel comfortable like yeah. talking about it then because everything was still kind of fresh and we're still going mm. through a lot of things so it's like. I think maybe it's, it's good that I've kind of started now because there's a lot of things that I was going through then mm. that I've learned now that I can now sort of like talk about and even in the process like educate people on like you know like just again just what you what happens if you know um, this is for like an example like when you for example like you live with your uh, mum and you know who does the house go to what you know what do you do in terms of put the house in your name those little things like and not everyone might sort of experience that it's just it's different but but at that point, because I'm I'm going through it, mm. I'm not in a place to like, basically I'm not in a place I can't I can't sort of talk through in the midst of chaos. But obviously now like, mm. five a lot five years have passed and I'm I'm more calmer now. I've I've learned a lot more. Um, when you were in the chaos, did you did you think you were all right or did or is it now in, with hindsight you're like oh wow I wasn't all right. The reason I ask is because I remember, like when when I am personally in chaos, yeah. I think I'm absolutely fine. I actually think I'm fine. And then I realized when when I am yeah. genuinely fine, that I was losing my mind, and that mm. it was I was just stuck in a cycle of like denial and anxiety. But I thought mm. I was fine. Do, yeah. do you I, realize? I, I think at the time I realized it, but like I, like I was saying before, I don't. Like I realized I wasn't care. So because like I'm sort of person like I don't. If I'm like going through something, mm. I can't think of anything else or do anything. Else. I have to get through what I'm going through first. Then I can be. Then I can be a lot more calmer. Then I can sort of maybe um, talk fully. So w- w- in relation to like you know bereavement, mm. I didn't feel like I could start talking about it in the midst of going through it at the time because I'm just like, you know, there's so many emotions going through. It. I don't know if if I'll be able to articulate myself properly. But whereas now, mm. I'm a lot more settled. I'm a lot more um, at peace in the sense where like I've you kind can of take a step back and yeah, actually exa- talk about it exactly. Properly. So I think that that's what it was more. So I, I can't I couldn't function. Yeah. Or. I didn't have like even the um, emotional capacity to, to just talk freely. Now I'm comfortable. Mm. I can ju- I can just talk without feeling. Oh, you know what? Um, am I gonna break down? And I realized that as well because I I quite like to write a lot. Mm. So I remember um, this was yeah this was a while ago. I think this was maybe a couple months after my mum had passed away. Mm. I had wrote a blog post about obviously talking about what how mm. happened, and I just remember. Like I was crying when I was writing the, the post. That's like, when you know you're writing good. Like I was, I, 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 it's, it's so crazy. I'm, obviously, I'm not one to be like, oh, yeah, like, um, you know, like, um, oh, look how many people like, read the post. But that post, yeah, I haven't blogged in a while, but I'm going to start again. But that post, yeah, was literally the traffic on that post. That one post yeah. was insane. But I didn't, I didn't, I was just writing, like, just talking about what had happened. You but have to it, share the link and I'll put it in the description. Yeah, yeah. Post. And it was just crazy. And I'm thinking that, and then people were kind of messaging me, oh, um, you know, um, oh, it's really like, I like how you, like, I think 
I liked how you kind of talked about it. Um, I felt like I was, I was there with you, even though like that's lovely. Do you know, and I was, and I, was like, I was, I was a bit overwhelmed. I was like, oh. Okay. But because I feel like when you're when you're right, like when you're writing from that kind of, like emotional place, like you said, like you were you were crying while you were writing it. Like there's no, fucking around with that sort of yeah that sort of feeling. Like you're mm. you're just getting it out there. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I just love that. Like and and I think that's so. That's why that kind of fuels my um because I, I I talk about her a lot in terms of on the podcast and just writing about her a lot, um so like. I feel like that's what kind of helps me kind of deal with it just writing about it. But yeah. every everyone's different. Like like my my siblings, for them it's gonna be different. What what how they deal mm. with it. But for me, I just felt like that was what helped you. You know so mm-hmm. so again with the podcast, I just felt like, um, you know I want to do something where I can talk about like talk about this whole issue of breathing but the thing is I wasn't looking at it from a point or oh, as, as a as a man perspective I just thought it's just a platform well, to be honest with you that's like the first thing I thought but I also feel like this conversation is segueing into my next question for you so mm. I'll just ask you that so yeah. that makes sense like did you go through or are you going through a process to overcome this so from my understanding of the last bit of this conversation mm. is just being emotive and mm. talking and writing yeah that is that that would you say I, that's I, th- I think i think i would say like yes and and the reason how i'm overcoming it is just like the process is like for example the podcast so like what i was saying to you before like i can't if i'm in a place of chaos i can't function i can't mm. so and if i do start something it's not going to be it's not it's going to be half hearted because i'm not at a place where i'm in the right frame of mind to talk so i feel like now mm. my my thing of Obviously, I, I still I'm still dealing with grief, but it's a lot better in the sense that the podcast is more of a thing of like you know this is now to sh- like share what my experiences with breathing, but also like in the process help others mm-hmm. who might have gone through it as well, um, and who might not have an outlet to kind of I would say I want to be the voice of the people, but just like more of a thing where I want to just like help help others in the process. So I feel like that is my way of kind of overcoming it. Right. So, in a sense. So, would you say that... So, you're saying it's more for other people than yourself, in a way. But it, it helps you in the yeah. process. And I knew you were going to say that, because I feel like I'm more, like, in a place of... I've kind of accepted it. I'm, I'm in a good place mm-hmm. to kind of talk about it. So, I feel like, back to what I was saying, with, with you can't help others if you're not in a good place yeah. yourself. So, I feel like, because I'm in a good place now, so I can now talk about these things and and... And it can, and the, and this and the sole purpose could be to help others. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like that's that's where I'm at now. So you know, it's not um, it's not like a like for it's for me, but it's not for it's not for I want it to be for others more. Like, when you when you started it, was it for you? Um, like when you when you wrote your blog post, for example, was that for you? Yeah, that was for me because the blog, the blog thing was just is just like my online journal sort of thing. So everything there is just me, just kind of like um, talking about everything that I'm thinking about. Mm. But whereas the podcast is a lot, even though I know it's it's similar, but it's a lot more for like with like others in mind. But again, I'm I'm not saying I'm trying to be the you know the poster boy like yeah for everything to do with like mental health or like. But I do feel like. Um, and again, I, I kind of sort of thought about it a lot more when I was listening to um, your your previous episode, mm. because oh, when I when you said oh, we, there's not a lot of people like us. Well, like, like you like you said, like your your podcast, you didn't think about like, like when you did that episode, were you thinking more about the bereavement angle, 
all of with the whole concept. Because when I honestly, when I listen to your episodes, mm. I just think, not, well, I mean, I love a podcast, but I don't see many young black guys being so open and transparent and yeah. vulnerable. And I just think it's so good. Mm. You're not you're normalizing these conversations yeah. to a, you know, a, a whole segment of people that yeah. feel like they can't just because they're men but then on top of that because they're black men yeah there's, there's another angle and I think that applies to like brown men as well like yeah the, like the Asians I know and things like I, that and I, and I think that's what it is but I think with I feel like I say, I'm segueing a lot go on but I think the reason why I, I didn't want to see it from that angle of oh like because it's kind of like another uh, resentment black men because I just thought like well who who made me like the what makes me so special sort of thing I'm sure people lose people all the time mm. but then but I kind of thought actually you know what like not not to it's not and it's, it's, it's not bragging if you, it's not like I feel so like you should e- definitely e- gas yourself e- right egotistical if you kind of say okay you know what yeah how many people do you see mm. that look like you talking about these things of course there's a lot of podcasts out there and probably a lot about grief mm. but and not that I know of any there's not a lot of podcasts where I see like like the young, like young black men Maybe twenty, the twenty, twenty to maybe twenty to nine, ten to nine. You're talking about space predominantly anyway is is white, um, yeah. and mostly women. Mm. Predom- exactly, exactly. That's, yeah, predominantly. And, and that's the thing. So when I kind of when I this yesterday, I was like, actually, you know what? Yeah, maybe that's that that could be a thing. Yeah. Right? Because, like, I I think I will like with podcasts. I will kind of watch what listen to podcasts that I can feel I can relate to, mm. and. With the whole subject of grief, obviously it's not like a a, a, a popular topic, no. but I'm re- I'm realizing now that it's 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 not a popular topic, but it's something that we're all probably gonna go through at some point. I mean, well, it's literally the only you thing know. we're all gonna deal with. It's the only thing in the world that's guaranteed. We're all gonna die. Oh my god, how mm. horrible! But I know it's, so it's, it's, it sounds mad, but it's the, it's the truth. That it and is. It, and the thing is, sometimes what I used to think as well is like because there's a lot of podcasts about many different things. And you just think like, how how are you gonna market grief? Like, who's gonna listen? Who want? Because I feel like, and again, it's fine. People wanna like listen to like good things, mm. like um, happy things. Or because a lot of podcasts I listen to is mostly about just like I mean stories. And I feel like true crime is a is a big thing. The true yeah. crime world of podcasts, and that's all about people dying, but not in it's yeah, but not like not in the sense of like yeah, and I think. <laughs> And I think that was the fear of it because I I just felt like well, who's gonna listen to about about who's gonna listen to this about grief? Mm. Do you know do you know what I mean? And but it's like when you everyone kind of, that's lost someone that can relate to you exactly. But when you kind of shake off that kind of um, insecurity, you, mm-hmm. you know what? And the thing is as well, whoever wants to listen to it, they're gonna listen to it. You don't have to worry about all oh, right, it's not gonna listen to you. But if you, my thing is that if you're kind of like being pure, being sincere about what you're talking about, then everything else will fall into place. Yeah. But this is what I'm realising now. But when I started, I was just like, oh, well, okay, it's just... I felt a bit, like, not embarrassed, but I was like, oh, it's grief. Oh, yeah, I was going to... Okay, I wasn't going to ask this, but in this moment, I feel to ask you. Mm. So when you start, like, releasing episodes of your podcast and things, yeah. were you... Well, like, what, how did your friends take it? How were you embarrassed? Like, were you embarrassed to talk to your friends about it? Do you know what? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't tell them. I started... Mm. I, even, I remember... I remember one time in, a, in my one of my group chats, my... my Boy, I was like, oh, you, st- oh, Jay, you started the podcast. You kept that quiet. I was like, yeah. How, how did he find out? Just he just saw it. Yeah, because I, I, I was posting on my socials. Because, uh... because the thing is, yeah, and this, I don't know if this sounds weird, but my thing is that I don't want to like. Um, 
I didn't want to sort of like have this thing where like I mean like if I'm gonna start this podcast, I've got to be the one to promote it first. You know, I want people to gravitate to it naturally, even friends included. So I don't want to be like, oh, um, can you repost this? I just want to can you repost? Like, I don't I don't want to do that. And then what I found was obviously that it's it's still growing, but what I found from from that moment of starting till now is that people just gravitate towards it. So when I just when I when we started the Instagram page, again a few posts and then start posting more and then even like friends and family started following it. But that wasn't I didn't I didn't say anything. I just started like you were just doing your thing. Yeah. You you didn't have them in mind. You were just doing what you yeah exactly to do exactly. Yeah, and yeah. and I think as well like, as much as uh, I don't know if this is gonna sound bad, but as much as like you know you you want your friends to support you, but sometimes you don't feel entitled that oh because you're my friend you have to support me. Yeah. Or, what if you don't like what I'm talking about? Exactly, and and what fine. it is as well. Some things may not even be for them anyway. Not mm-hmm. not in a bad way, but for for example, like you might like a podcast about grief. Your friends who haven't haven't um, been through it might not understand, and that's okay. That's not a bad thing, mm. but you know, just know that they might not be your audience. They can still support you, like here and you know. But so don't feel bad. Oh, if a friend doesn't repost, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And what I found with that is that people were just naturally just reposting. That like some friends would be like, oh, where can I find the link? Oh, I, I listened to the episode and I. Because some really of your good. friends might not might not be podcast listeners. Exactly, and that's fine. So that's that's why I didn't want to have the angle of like, yeah. I'm gonna start it. And just just spam everyone with oh can you post the first yeah, can, yeah, you, yeah. can you tell a friend and then it just it just naturally sort of grew so that's the mindset I want to have just just do what you're doing stay in your it, lane yes yeah, exactly stay in your lane and then uh, however long, long that might take I don't know but that's you know mm. take however long it needs to take but but if you keep worrying about oh um you know my they didn't repost this or what what's people doing on that podcast just focus on what you're doing because every everyone's podcast is unique. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and as a podcast listener, I feel like, oh yeah, you see, you get listen to a lot of amazing podcasts, but don't listen, just do what you're doing. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry. worry about everyone It's else. hard though. It's like, hard. It's, it's especially very hard. like with like Instagram culture, like it's hard to stay in your lane, but what, like, I feel like before I started my blog and like sort of the work I'm doing in the gr- grief space yeah. and like even the podcast now, mm. I used to compare so much like, oh, I could be doing this, like, oh, like, blah, blah, yeah. blah. but now that I've actually found something that I, I don't know, that I love, yeah. I'm, I'm not looking for it, I'm yeah. just, I'm, I am pretty focused, which is, it's very yeah. nice, and it's taken, like, it's sh- I feel like I've shed a, a, a layer of anxiety to do with Instagram, I'm just, yeah. I'm just doing what I want to do, yeah. which is nice. Do, do you know what you should do sometimes, just, just, and I say this, because I'm going to start doing it soon, just, maybe for, maybe just, just try one day, take just it off d- my d- phone. D- 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 yeah, I love a scroll, though. Trust I'm me, like what it is. Do you know what I I I did I done the um you know on um on the iPhone it has the um oh, the, the the timer so you can set how long you're on it for. I can I've done that. Um, I've done <laughs> that. And I I put fifteen minutes. I put fifteen oh, wow. minutes. But I, I always I always ignore it. I always ignore it. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like that that timer thing. I've tried it a couple of times. It adds another layer of anxiety to my life. So I'm like I have, I wake up one day. I'm like yeah, I'm gonna sort my life out. I'm gonna yeah. drink drink green tea and I'm gonna set a timer on my Instagram because I'm just. Could have gone a cleanse of my soul. Yeah. Set a timer, break the timer, and then I go to bed like, oh, I fucking fail today. Yeah. So I just took the timer off and I was like, I'm just going to live my best life and drink Prosecco instead. Fuck the tea. <laughs> but but <laughs> the thing is that with Instagram, sometimes it can, it can get a lot. So I feel like it's... it's and I just feel like, I don't know if it's because it's 2020, but every time it's just always something. Like, I checked it today and just, I just, I'm just thinking that, like, what's that? And I, I just see everyone... Posting a picture of um, mm. um, um, 
Tadwick Boseman. I'm just like, and I and I saw it at first. I was like, what's? I just thought someone might maybe put up because they, like my friend put up, and I thought she put up because maybe oh yeah, that's her MCM. But then I, I kept saying, I was like, what's what's going on? I was, I was like, oh like, mm. it's just like it can be so like, so much going on. It can be so like draining. So sometimes maybe just delete that for a day, a week if you can. But yeah, it's it it's a lot, and I feel like especially this year, like, it's. Mental. I mean, quite literally, 2020 has been the year that the world went through a race revolution oh, oh. in the middle of a global pandemic. Honestly. The, this is Black Mirror. This is Black Listen, Mirror. Listen, this, 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 this should be the next season. Of, if, if the next season... If, if they, don't, they should do this. If they don't have one. any references oh, to 2020, God. then I don't know what they've been doing, where they've been hiding, because this is literally Black Mirror personified. Like, like, what is Like this? one long... One long One episode, long. like, like how, like the year, the year feels so long. There's so many stuff that's happened, like, and we just thought Corona was was the probably gonna be the highlight of it, and it's not even, obviously Corona's still like still pretty much there, but it's some yeah. other stuff. Like literally, this year has really revealed how racist, not just America, but even even here, everywhere. It's Ev- revealed. Like, it's actually. I mean, I mean, nuts. I'm like, yeah, like. It's, I've, I was saying to you before this whole thing, because my whole experience of being the other is being mm. um, black in a South Asian yeah. family. And my family loved me very much. Yeah. I've always known that. But my family have also been racist. And mm. I feel like that's a very strong statement. But it's, it's true. And I feel like it took the whole George Floyd movement. Mm. And all these people are coming out with their stories to make me feel brave enough to actually go, yeah, hang on yeah, a minute, exactly, like, yeah. I'm not crazy. Because when you're um, the only one of something, no, like n- n- none of my family shared my experience. No, yeah. None of them knew what it was like to be mm. me. So no one could relate to me. I was always labeled, labeled dramatic, oversensitive. But actually, what I was was gaslighted and oppressed. That... You know, and when people started talking about their experience, I I felt strong enough to actually go, no, 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 I'm right, I'm right. Yeah. And it took that, all of that, for people in my family to to realize actually this is this is real. She's not she's not being dramatic, oversensitive. Yeah. This is a, it's it's a real thing. It's but it, it's unfortunate that like, it kind of because what what I thought happened with the George Floyd situation was was very bad and and but what that kind of revealed was is how. It's like it's almost like it was like a open a can of worms in the sense of like you oh, just yeah. start you just start seeing obviously we always knew the police in America was racist that that's yeah, nothing yeah. that's nothing new it mm-hmm. it just amplified that even more that yeah they just they're fucking raped they there and and it's it's not, doesn't it hasn't even stopped they're still shooting they're still like do you know what I mean but yeah. but what also it's not normal to, uh, just going back to what you were saying about deleting the app it's not normal to see black people or people in general no, being killed on the internet that's not a normal thing like it's like like just being slaughtered like animals and it's disgusting. It's become so normalized, even to the point like even over here, like um, because what I don't know, I mean during during um like lockdown, obviously everyone was kind of indoors, or social media quite a lot. I just remember seeing like a lot of videos about um, I'm not sure if you saw it either, like a lot of videos about like some like white people like calling out their racist parents, mm-hmm. like I I was one video about a girl, um, she was basically having a debate with her like her her parent had I think her dad, basically basically like pulling him out because he was basically being racist and it's like that's all nice you know like, but it, it just it just goes to show that listen like people like I don't know it's like people I, I, move mad basically people I, move mad it's like mad. you would think I don't know what it is like that why 
like black people are hated so much. Because like cause I, I don't I don't know I, I don't it's know just like it's just weird. Like, it's even, mad. It's just I. It, it makes me feel sick. Like I, if I feel sick right now, my heart is like. Like hurting. what? What did we do that's so horrible? Like it's fear, man. You know, yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely fear, definitely fear. But even, and like, you know, you said with yourself, um, it kind of made you more open. But I feel like I'm, I'm trying to interview you here. Go on. But do you feel like if that did happen, <laughs> would you have still realized? Okay, yes, I, I was like being gaslighted. I was. No, being I don't. Th- I don't think I would have. I don't. Mm. I don't think I didn't even realize racial gaslighting was a thing. I didn't. I didn't know it was mm. a thing. So then when I started reading into it and hearing other people talk about their stories, I was like, well, this is exactly um, what's happened to me. And I feel like the word gaslighting is very, I feel like, well, I think it's an aggressive word and I feel like it paints the, the gaslighter, quote unquote gaslighter, mm. in a very bad light. Yeah. Um, but I can't stress enough that these people lo- have loved me very much and probably just completely ignorant. And I feel like as well, racism is something you equate with being abused in the street or having the quote-unquote wrong name on your cv but when it comes from the people you trust and love the most that's different that that, that hits differently because you feel like you're the problem yeah and and it's like people you kind of like should like kind of like protect you and and basically teach you better and because i I feel like obviously we all go through different things but i feel like especially when it comes to racism and you know um different cultures whether that's like black and white Mm -hmm. or whether that's maybe black and Asian or like and this is more of like a general thing not so much like uh, saying to like your family but I think it's like if you're gonna uh, we're all free to kind of like you know mix how we want to mix but you've got to kind of know that at some point you have to kind of educate I mean I have some very strong opinions on this and Mm. I don't know if they're controversial or not but just speaking for myself in my experience Mm. I feel like if you are going to have a mixed race baby, yeah. you need to take on, each parent needs to take on the other race as if it's their own. Because mm. otherwise you're going to end up with a fucking confused mess, i.e. me. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. And, or, uh, and if you're not willing to do that, don't bother mixing. Stay in your lane then, because don't, don't fuck us up. Oh, there's my anger coming. Yeah, no, no, you know what is, I, I, I can't <laughs> get, because you know is I, I see the interracial thing a lot, but, um, but it, when it comes to, because obviously like, I don't really see, like, sort of Asian and, like... Because you're... Sri Lankan, Jamaican. Yeah, and Jamaican. Yeah, I don't really see that. I, I know that there's probably a lot of various different... You know, and you're right in the sense where, like, if you're going to do that, that's fine. Mm. But you, but when your child's growing up, okay, like, what are they going to identify? Is that a case? Do you feel like they have to, like, choose between this culture and that culture? Well, like, I, to be honest with you, I don't identify as anything. I, I, I mm. genuinely don't um, identify as anything... One, because I, I wasn't brought up in with my black side at all. It's, yeah, it's very yeah. foreign. I was like brought up in Sri Lanka. Mm. Don't have much access to that side of the family. Don't identify very much with being Sri Lankans because I face racism in the hands of Sri Lankans. And yeah. also, I don't really look like a Sri Lankan. Mm. So I, I'm just, I'm in this middle space. And I, I've always hated being in the middle space. But I feel like in the last few months, last six months, I feel very privileged to be in be the middle space and yeah. it's just it's my own space but but i think with you what key thing you said there is like mm-hmm. if because i think it's all down to like how you've been kind of raised someone can't say to you oh why why don't you identify as black if you haven't had any you haven't been grown up on that side it's, it's just it's a silly do you know what i mean it's just mm-hmm. silly if you've grown up most in sri lanka then and you've grown up with 
that side of the family, everything you know, culture, when it, food, whatever, lifestyle, mm. then that's what you're going up on. Do you know what I mean? You can't... I mean, you can still probably say you're, you're black as in, in terms of, like, biology. But no, I mean, pop, I definitely like, feel more black now, but I'm, and I will say that's after the, the whole George Floyd... Floyd yeah, movie, yeah, exactly. To be honest. Do you like, know what I mean? So, so, again, no, like... No one can't tell a mixed person of... I, I think it's, it's kind of, like, like, kind of tricky because, like... This whole like okay, a mixed race person, people of color, but if if that mixed race person says, oh, I'm I'm like the whole okay, like Obama for example, mm. like the first black president. But some people say no, he's not black though. Mm. But then if if he's if he's grown up in Kenya and has more as his black side, who who am I to say he's not black? Yeah. So I think maybe we, in terms of mixed races, maybe it's more so. And again, I, I could be wrong. So for the listeners, it's not me saying this is this is like straight up gospel, but. You know, if if he if he grows up more of a side towards the black or the white, then and he says, okay, yeah, I'm black, then that's uh, who am I to kind of like question that? It just depends on upbringing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we we get like yeah, by biology, yes, you're mixed race because you have one white mom and a and a black dad, but if you lived in like Africa for like X amount of years, mm-hmm. like you you learn the the culture of your, then you're that's you know what I'm saying you're you you can say you're black. I'm not. Yeah. You know? So I don't know, but it's it's. It's all very interesting, and I, I just it makes me so, like, I just wish it didn't matter as much. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But it does, so just a very sad state of affairs, but, really. But now you're more like at like okay, you've a level of at at a peace you feel with it. Mm. as in like you said you, the whole George Floyd thing, and you know it's good that you kind of know now okay, that yes that was gaslighting because sometimes especially like as. I won't say kids, but when you kind of grow up in family, we've conditioned to certain ideals, and sometimes you feel you don't really know how to question certain things. But when you grow older, like somebody's got this, like not not sort of like pull up your parents, but say, look, like there's certain things that I'm I'm older now. It's not me coming from a place of disrespect or mm. trying to be obedient, but you're 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 adult now, so you can kind of like back then maybe you didn't know what this was, so you can't really say much. Or yeah, you, also when you're a kid, you just you just. You you just exist and ev- ev- everything that happens is laid out for you. That you don't really, you don't, you don't really have a, yeah exactly. You just, but when you're old, you can question without it being coming from a place of you're disrespecting. Because I think sometimes, and I don't know if it's like mm. that in the Asian culture, like sometimes, especially with African cultures, it's almost a thing where oh, the parents are always right, even when even when they're wrong, they don't admit they're. But no, you listen, you're, you're wrong. You're, you're, you're like all that kind of pride, and and that's one thing that I I wouldn't want to have of my kids like oh, being wrong and strong, but no. I want my son to tell me or daughter to tell me, listen, you're, yeah, dad, you're wrong. Okay, cool. And, and, and just, then tell me why and exactly, then have a conversation. Exactly, that's, that's cool. Learn. But yeah, not, yeah, oh, because like, you're in my house. So, like, <laughs> like, parents oh, love that yeah, like, oh, yeah, my, my house. It's my house. Okay. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I feel like if I ever have a child and they piss me off, I'm literally going to say, excuse me, this is my this house. Is my, do, you, do, you pay the, do you pay the bills? <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this, this is your mortgage? Yeah. It's my house. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, so of course, it's just about learning different things. But as you get older, obviously you... You're more aware of yourself, isn't it? Like, yeah. and you're more aware of like maybe certain things you kind of uh, grew up on. But luckily for me, my my family's always been quite liberal in the sense of like they're not really like oh, I'm always right all the time. They're always um, like very kind of treat us as adults. That's really good. Not like oh you know you're like because you're I'm the, I'm the older than you therefore this and that like, you can it's, have it. It's, yeah. it's it's silly that. Um, you know? My last question for you is what does life look like for you beyond that feeling of being like the other? Um, 
So. So like you you mentioned at the beginning, like it was to do with you having lost both your parents yeah. and not many people around you or anyone around mm. you had. Yeah. So in regards to that, not like, do you feel like you're at a place now where you don't feel that feeling of the other? Is it something that's oh, yeah, you're yeah, more comfortable yeah. I, with? I think I'm, yeah, definitely. I'm a lot more confident, like, where, like, I don't see myself, oh, as just the, like, person who's the other or the person who's lost both parents. I'm, I'm more than just that. And, and it's not, it's not about someone else telling me that. I know, I know that. So what, what everyone else thinks doesn't age? matter. Do you think that's something that's come with age or, um, and or like, having time to, to sit to sit the loss more or talking about it more mm. or like what what do you I think, think for me it's just it's that? for me it's I would say time and maturity yeah like I feel like I've had time to kind of um come to terms yeah and I think because of going through that experience and just going through I feel like I did like those are life experiences of going through that's made me realize yeah you know what you don't and the thing is I've always been someone who's kind of, what would I say, struggle with, like, self-confidence and, mm. or, like, knowing, like, being self-assured, but now it's, like, that's not the case anymore, because I'm more, you know, the things that, sort of, I've always been insecure about, it's not, like, losing my parents, it's something that I, I would thought, oh, you know, I'm just someone who lost both, I'm, I'm a victim, sort of thing, but, yeah, that's, yeah. but that's not the case, it's not, yes, I know it happens, and it's very, like, sad, and, but, if I keep telling, how, how I see myself, it's not so much about everyone else, the yeah. people who might feel sorry for me, or don't feel sorry for me, but it's how, if I sort of feel sorry for myself, or keep kind of um, reinforcing this sort of ideology about myself, that's negative, that's how I'm gonna... So you've taken yourself out of the victim narrative? Yeah, like, I'm, yeah, exactly, I, I never I never thought I was, but I think it's just like, the way I kind of saw myself was, kind of like, that, not playing the victim, but, more like acting like a victim and, and, and I don't see myself as that I don't I don't want to be a victim I don't want to be a victim sort of thing so I think now I'm more at a place where you know I feel a lot more confident mm. like talking about it mm. you know and knowing that I'm, I am I, I am a person outside of that there's more to me than just you know just oh lose, losing that like grief yeah you know yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not it's not up to me to prove to others that that's more sad to me like because mm. it's more so of, of me like proving to myself like and those who know me or come to know me will know that eventually so so if, if someone like you know someone anyone that I come across and they you know and I'm talking about you know my journey and they see me as this particular like oh this sad person with them then that's that's not on me that's no. on yeah, 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 yeah. because if you get to know me after what you know, then there's much more. Of course, it's 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 something that happened to you, not who you are. Exactly, but I think I think there's always that um, especially like now we're all like in spaces of start like being creative with, uh, with the grief and starting, mm-hmm. you know. So like again, you're more than just you know like what you talk about, what mm-hmm. you write about, mm-hmm. you know. But sometimes when you kind of start something that's that's based on that, people think that's all you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And yeah, I kind of get because obviously if, if if that's a brand you're kind of like re- like sort of putting out there, people mm-hmm. are gonna think. Maybe there's that. So I think with me, like back to the podcast, I think that's one thing I kind of made. We wanted to make it, um, not kind of broad, but just like yes, it is about that, mm-hmm. and I don't mind that being the niche. But then there's also other stuff that I'm talking about. Yeah. In the sense of like just what it's just like being, because I, I feel like I, I kind of think a lot, and especially just about like different perspectives. So it's more so about just 
like um, voicing that and again being a man you know but, but but from different perspectives but being a man a black man and even just being a man in this sort of current climate mm. and being a, so it's, it's it's different things but I, I but I feel like um I didn't want to sort of put in one sort of like box yeah but again if it happens to be like because a lot a lot of the um like sort of like as I from like yourself other people a lot of like messages we get about um the podcast service mostly about people who've lost someone as well and that's and that's fine because yeah. it's not you know because I'm glad that you know there's um this sort of like community that I've, I've sort of I've found you know because I think that's good as well mm. so rather than kind of seeing it as oh um I'm part of this group who are, are just people who are because we're not all sad like I even like you know listen to your previous episode like you know and that I can see the joke between you and Amber. Yeah, so it's like, one of my favorite things about Amber is we can talk about our dead parents and have a laugh. It's not we're not always yeah. It's not always this whole like crying thing. But this this is it, and I and I think that's where the kind of initial uh, problem comes from. And I'm not saying people are wrong for this, but when you kind of think of these sort of topics, you think automatically you think sadness. Yeah. But and again, I don't know if some of like you've listened, but it's sometimes I'm I'm laughing on the on the so it's not just of course I'm I'm talking about death. I'm laughing at the same time. You think why is that? That's a bit <laughs> he's like, weird. Why is he laughing? I mean, but but that but that's but that that's that's from, the reality. Exactly, but, and that's come from a place of, you know, like again, like getting through the chaos. And it's usually I feel like people that are not bereaved. Yeah. That's what they think, but then if you talk to someone that has also lost someone, you're just yeah, on exactly, level. exactly. You realize that there's much more than, that. And, and that's the beauty of it because when you kind of meet people who've lost someone as well, mm. we're not all mean just to the, like cry every 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 time. You, like, oh, but, I thought we were gonna meet today and just cry together. Do, do you know what I mean? So it's not. <laughs> yeah, we're like, I mean, it's not, and, and that's something. But it, it comes from a place where you're you're comfortable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah, not. Yeah. So I guess maybe, it's up to us, like. Maybe on our own, in that collectively or even individually. It's normalizing it. Exactly, exactly, and yeah. that's the thing. So, because sometimes people don't understand things because they they always see it from a particular point of view. Yeah. But when you kind of like talk about it more normalize it, you kind of say, actually, you know what? There's there's a lot more. Like I said, we're all gonna go through it. Like it's unfortunate because I would have thought I'm bearing my parents when I'm seventy or something. Yeah. I thought that that was the norm. Like because yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. you grow old, you know, like you know, once you you're. You, you have your grand like you give them grandkids and whatnot, but you just think, not at twenty four, at twenty four. Like that's yeah. that's not how it's supposed. To, that's not the that's not the drill. order of things. But it's that's that's the reality. And you could, I have got of just so I'm just like making the most of the cards I've been dealt. You know? I mean that that's that's all that that's just that's just phenomenal, um, and on that note, um, where can we find you? So um, I mean, so I'm on our the podcast thinking out loud pod on this no is it underscore no thinking out loud pod. Shy shy. Is it underscore? Well, I don't even know my own handle. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how old your sister is. You don't know your yeah, Instagram what's, what's, handle. What's going on? No, let me just double check so I don't give the wrong. I'll I'll put it. It's thinking out loud pod underscore. Yes underscore. So that's where At you can end. find us. Um, so we listen to us on what on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Nice. Um. I want to make it available on more platforms, um, so maybe like SoundCloud and. Ooh, SoundCloud. Uh, what's oh, there's another one. Is it um, Deezer? I literally haven't got one clue. D- yeah, D- D- I think yeah, Deezer. So make it available on that. So check out our episodes. Um, we're nine episodes in. Lovely. So far, um, still growing, still trying to be consistent. Yeah. So um, making big moves. Trying, trying, man, trying. Like, like I said, it's all a. Uh, um, like with with these like podcasts as much it's like a very like big um 
thing now, podcast. Mm. Like five years ago, I wasn't really listening to podcasts. No. But this, it's like, it's like TV shows. There's so many you can choose from. Yeah. And like, also, I feel like it's all changing now. I mean, I, it's sad. I'm trying to read actual books more, but I find myself listening to things. Yeah, like, oh, listen. I, I think I listen, listen to podcasts more than read books. I know. Like, sad. it's just... It depends, though. It's good. It's good. Like, literally, when I'm... When I'm, when I'm driving, when I'm working... Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like, true. it's just... It's like... And there's so many as well. So, there's literally... Whatever you're into, like you said, you listen, you is it true crime you said. Yeah, I like, like listening true crime. about people being murdered. But um, what do you listen to any of um? I know you said three shots. Yeah. Um, I listen mostly like all like yeah, three shots. Um, half cost is the half cost. I haven't listened to that. Half cost receipts sometimes. Mm-hmm. Receipt. If you're in that mood. Sometimes <laughs> like um, uh, it's another one. Um, what's the other one? 90s baby, have you heard of that? No, I I thanks for this recommendation. Listen, I'll, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll send you my podcast live. Yeah, like, do get, it. Um, I've got yeah, what's that? I've got your like? podcast connoisseur. You've got it all. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. That's about it. Amazing. I don't, I don't, I don't and now know. you've added this one to your library, I hope. Uh, yes, I have, I have, I have, I have, I have. He hasn't. And on that horrid note, <laughs> no, I'm going to... No, do you know what it is? It is, it is, like, in the library in a sense where, like, in my head I know... It's okay, is, you don't need to justify the fact that you haven't got my podcast <laughs> On that awful note, I'm going to end the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. No problem. Really Thank you for chat, listening. Apart from the fact that you haven't got my <laughs> Fine. Bye, guys. Bye. And that's the end of this episode. I hope you've left off listening to this with a little bit more than when you arrived. If this is a bit of you, please do rate, review and subscribe. Let's get these stories out there. Also, you can find me at Other the Podcast on Instagram. Bye for now.